The Gospel according to St. Luke. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. But they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man is nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. And Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The word of the Lord.
version, this is kind of exciting, is pursued by Jesus. He go, Jesus goes to him and says, follow me. But this person sidesteps that invitation. First, I need to fulfill the obligations to my father, which at that time meant living with a family until the father's death. So this isn't just run home to the funeral and come back. This is years, maybe decades, before this person will come and follow Jesus. And you know what? Jesus isn't having any of that. Burying the dead is a way of naming what it means to be totally and completely obligated to your family. And Jesus says, no. Go and proclaim the kingdom of God. That's so important. Then a third potential follower is identified. But this person, too, expresses this need to delay, to tidy up personal matters, to bring a close to the past. Jesus didn't have any of this either. Looking back, Jesus says, will pull you off course. If you're farming or gardening and you're trying to steer a plow and you're looking behind you, where did your hand go? Your furrow is crooked. Huh. Maybe there were some good words in this passage after all. Think back to a few minutes ago when we heard Jesus' expectation. Did you think, wow, I just need to try harder. I wonder how hard is hard enough. Or maybe, just maybe, Jesus is purposefully getting us to throw up our hands. I can't do this myself, Jesus. Maybe, just maybe, Jesus is trying to get us to look somewhere else, somewhere other than ourselves. So a few weeks ago, I ordered myself a new coffee cup. No, not everybody can see it, but it says, hold on, let me overthink this. We <laughs> <laughs> get on Amazon, $14.99. <laughs> Thank you. 
in the midst of all of those things, in the midst of ourselves, Jesus says, come and follow me. Come and set your faith on me and live. Live into my purpose for you, into the fruits that my spirit will grow in you. To love without limits, to forgive, to be gentle, to be generous and kind and peaceful. Come and look into my face and see the one who died and rose again, who took your sins, all of them, past, present, future, unto himself and away from all harm. Jesus tells these stories. Not to get you to try harder, but to give up trying to follow on your own terms or to make following Jesus more compatible with your current life. Jesus kills your presumption that you can do it, that you can overthink it, and makes you alive as you trust in the promise of him. In Jesus, you are Christ who loves you, who forgives you, who died 